2: now
3: Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: What great lengths would you go to to avoid getting evicted from by your landlord? Sadly, some pretty insane great lengths are happening right now. We're talking unleashing a swarm of bees or even a butcher knife. To fend off eviction, the desperate times cause it for desperate measures and in Biden's economy, it's getting pretty bad. With that being said, let me welcome Rich Love America, conservative activists joining me for truth bombs. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> From Atlanta. Yes. Tear it up like I'm chasing. So you used to be in Houston with me. When you're born and raised in
5: Houston as a Texan, it's just very hard to... Shift to something different, but I always said I wanted to live in Atlanta. So
6: mm. I, did
5: it. I came, I saw, I conquered, I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, you're coming back. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to Florida next, either Tennessee oh. or Florida.
4: Well, you know, I love all of America. So good for you to uh, doing the tour. I did. I did a similar tour. Uh, Where did you go? New, well, I grew up in Wisconsin, then, uh, school in New York, work in South Carolina, work in Kentucky, work in Minnesota, work in Texas. And then I just stayed in Texas. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, all right, let's get into these crazy stories on evictions. I mean, it is getting bad. Check this lady. This is in Massachusetts. Here she is. This woman, she is wearing a beekeepers uniform deputies showed up to kick this woman out of the house she was behind on rent next thing you know she unleashes a beehive this is a beehive that the deputies are struggling to cover back up uh but the deputy you can see the bees swarming the deputies had to uh uh retreat the fox five coverage massachusetts woman allegedly unleashed swarm of bees on deputies carrying out eviction order uh, Woods was also seen carrying what appeared to be a tower of bees, which she used to barricade herself behind the entrance of her residence in an attempt to put an end to the eviction. Uh, amid the ongoing chaos, Woods had put on a professional beekeeping suit in order to protect herself while bystanders were busy fending off the irate winged creatures, and you can see the cops eventually were able to grab her, get her under arrest. But one of the deputies did have to go to the hospital with a bee allergy. Deputies said it was a good thing he survived or She would have manslaughter charges on her hands. That's pretty extreme to avoid eviction.
5: Yeah, that's ridiculous. And if you think about all of the orders that were in place during the heat of the pandemic, where a lot of landlords were kind of stuck housing people due to the crisis, I mean, there's a level of entitlement that Americans have to where how do you think that you're going to risk other people's lives because you feel like you shouldn't be evicted?
4: Yeah. Uh, And renters have to think of the landlord side of things like they don't realize the landlord is paying the mortgage on that thing every month. And if your rent covers the mortgage, so if you don't pay that, the landlord can't afford the mortgage and then the landlord gets a foreclosure and then everybody's getting kicked out of it at that point so it ha- it has to um you got to be able to afford it but in this economy it's really hard uh you know i i my heart goes out to people cuz i back in the day i came very close to eviction um and i know the feeling of like struggling and now i'm a landlady myself And now I'm like, my renter doesn't realize how badly I need her to pay that rent.
5: Uh. That's one of the factors. Whenever you are entitled, narcissistic, only thinking of yourself, selfish, you're not thinking of the landlord, you're thinking of yourself. And I can speak from experience. I've been homeless multiple times. This time last year, I was literally sleeping in my car. Oh, I wow I able to, in less than a year, move to Atlanta. I'm making six figures working. Woo! In when I tell you that if you want to do something, you can do it. So when people come to me like oppression and everything else and eviction, that's not an excuse in America. There's no
4: excuse to fight that hard to keep from being evicted. It's just ridiculous. I agree. You've got to honestly, you've got to look yourself in the mirror, take responsibility woman up or man up and handle your stuff. Because back when I was scraping by, it was like, yeah, the easy way out is go, you know, party with friends and forget my troubles. But no, I've got to get on my grind, cut my costs. Don't be going out spending and, you know, work my way up. And that's what all the successful people do. Uh, but, Nevertheless, uh, people are struggling, and not only is money scarce, but mental health is getting to a bad point for so many people. This next story, you sent me this story. It is absolutely chilling and horrifying. This is in regards to a rent situation in Chicago. Watch this. She's a really good person, and bad things happen to good
1: people sometimes. Nobody deserves what happened to
6: her. The beloved woman was involved in her church community and was an accompanist at the Evanston School of Ballet for many years. She spends her time in church, playing piano in masses, in weddings and, you know, like funerals and all that. And she loves music. Investigators believe one of her tenants killed her using a butcher knife. Her remains found in a freezer inside her boarding house near Washtenaw and Thorndale Monday night.
1: The detectives believe, The crime actually occurred in the victim's bedroom, and then they do believe that the dismemberment took place on the first floor of that residence.
6: Sandra Kolalu has been charged with first-degree murder and concealment. NBC5 learned she was in the process of being evicted. Family believes Walker's dog was also killed. Tenants called police when they couldn't get a hold of Walker for hours and knew something was wrong. Officers showed up that evening to find Kulalu getting into a tow truck that they say she ordered using the victim's credit card.
1: The defendant at that time said that she knew her rights, didn't want to talk to the police entered the tow truck
6: the tow truck driver took kalalu to foster beach where he told investigators she dumped a large bag into a garbage can inside they found bloody rags family never imagined walker's life would end like this Oh, this is horrible this is, this is i don't know it's it's something that should not happen Oh,
4: my word. Thanks
2: for watching our YouTube channel, Follow Today.
4: That is so wild. Uh, So a a woman goes to her landlord's bedroom and chops her up in order to avoid paying rent. Yep. And this
5: is really... A lot of people have been talking. I know that you've heard about the Jeffrey Dahmer story on Netflix and it's a lot of series like that happening. And people were saying, don't watch the series. Don't talk about it. It's evil. But at the same time, this stuff is really happening. This is not right. something that's impossible. And people need to be aware of these things. I mean, where do you get in your mind to kill someone? Not only kill them, not just shoot them and some you know stab, but
4: chop them up because you don't want to be evicted. Oh my gosh! It, yeah, this story actually remind me of Jeffrey Dahmer, and the, it, that new uh, series on him is out. And I actually had never like. Paid attention to a story like guys. I was born yesterday. I mean, like his his thing happened in the eighties, right? You know, I was born in eighty nine, so that's like before my time. Oh my goodness! Uh, Wow. So I'm I'm like, dude, I missed the. You know, I always heard his name spoken, but then I actually watched an old Inside Edition report on him, and I was like, this is when Bill O'Reilly was anchoring Inside Edition. I didn't know. Anyway it is horrifying. He would, I don't know. At first it was accidental that he would k- kill these guys while he was hooking up with them because he was gay. And then well, he, the first he got one, a love for it.
5: The first one was accidental. Um, his dad was, they would pick up animals, dead animals on the side of the street. when He was a little boy and they would literally dissect them and look at the body parts. And he had, a condition. Oh, it was arousing to him to see the inside of the body and so the first time was it it was an accident it was a guy that he picked up he had a fetish of picking up a someone on the side of the road a hitchhiker and he wanted to sleep oh yeah one, he had an issue with letting go of people and he hit him with a weight and that just started the whole spiral and I actually remember I was born in 86 and I remember hearing about it So I didn't, you know, I was so little, I didn't really understand. But seeing the documentary was mind-blowing to think someone's mind. And the fact that he admitted to everything, even people that they didn't know of.
4: Um, So do you think his experiences as a kid with animals, like, screwed up his brain somehow?
5: I believe so. Because just Mm -hmm. thinking of that, even just getting a dead animal off the street, and dissecting it, pulling out the organs. I mean, unless you're trying to be a scientist or a surgeon, just thinking of rabies and all the issues that can, a dead animal could have, when you do that and that's something that you do for fun, but then you become an adult. And then you can just go grab a guy at the club, drug them, and then dissect them. Like, he was aroused by them. Uh, he said that he wanted to own a piece of them. Every day after they died, he would even, he even took a severed head to work with him. He worked in a chocolate factory and he would take the head in his locker because he wanted to have them with him.
4: Yeah. Uh, he, it it was so crazy Like he would chop at their bodies and then he would save like parts of their bodies. And he was planning to build an altar, like in honor of his victims because he loved them so much. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) and he looked so normal right Mm -hmm. he looked like even like an attractive guy yeah that's
5: what one of the reporters said she said he seemed like such a normal guy and that's what scared her not the fact of what he did because people were asking her like oh were you scared to interview jeffrey she was like the thing that scared her was how normal he seemed
4: right Right, hey, you start looking at all your friends and acquaintances. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be the next Jeffrey Dahmer, are you? Um, yeah, that was, um, that was pretty horrifying. Yeah, so it's strange to think. I guess his thing, yeah, he had a fetish for like control. Um, you know, which some people have that fetish in the bedroom, but his was like. To the next level. all the way yeah, to and, the-
5: and I think it was important to tell that story because it actually happened for one, but how many people saw that and deleted their Tinder account or stopped taking drinks from people? I've been sick, uh, um, the date rape drug multiple times in my life. Even to wow. this day, I won't take a water bottle or anything that I haven't seen myself get opened. You see what I'm saying? So People that aren't thinking of these things, the way that now people are so easy to go with people, just not thinking the possibilities that special could have saved someone's life. So I think that that story needed to be told.
4: Yeah, that, that is good that it was told. Um, yeah, I remember my dad actually, when I went off to college, my dad said, just watch your drink always. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, all right. So, Back to these evictions, it's actually a thing uh, that is accelerating in America. Surprise, surprise, Biden's economy. Denver Post uh, reporting Colorado evictions top 3000 a month, a return to pre-pandemic normal as rental aid comes to an end. And, you know, this is part of the inflation problem. It's crazy because, you know, you print money for rental aid, and then you get inflation, which causes rent to go up. It's such a freaking mess.
5: Yeah, it's a it's a huge lie. And people were thinking that the stimulus was actually free. They're thinking that the debt forgiveness or student loan forgiveness is something that's free and you know, getting rid of the reserves that we have for oil and All of these things that are happening that people don't recognize, nothing is free. They're not just giving these things to us. And eventually it's going to hit us. And that's what this fallout is. And people sit around and they're trying to understand. And Jean Pierre, the White House press secretary, can't even explain what the Reduction Inflation Act is doing. It's not doing anything for us at all.
4: Right. Right. Um, exactly. It's insane. Listen listening to the entire Biden staff Try to talk about economics. They obviously don't understand. Or
5: how, yeah, or how they change the, the, the meaning of what a vaccine is and how they change what the meaning of recession is to fit their narrative. It's just ridiculous that people they it's almost like people don't want to know the truth. They don't want to know it.
4: The entire nation getting back gaslit. Uh, uh, gas mm-hmm. Not good for our mental health. Uh, so I want to go back to the Kanye West drama from my last podcast. Um, you sent me this link as well. Uh, Kanye's backlash is crazy or yay. We got to call him. Yay. He said,
7: look at this. And I mean that with everything inside of me, George Floyd was murdered in front of all of us. I'm tired of saying, pray for him, get his meds. That done i'm so done um i want to piggyback off of your message telling kanye to f you i too would like to tell kanye west f you um all the way uh f you all the way uh you picking up all the talking points of white supremacists first you said slavery was a choice then you slandered harriet tubman then you said, well, the White Lives Matter t-shirt. Now you're jumping on board with, well, these racist white people saying, oh, the cop didn't do nothing to him. He died of fentanyl. It was proven in a court of law. And for them to put a police officer in jail, under the jail, they have to have an overwhelming amount of evidence. He got convicted that, of murder. And the fact that you are letting... Candace Owens be your puppet master and let you do the dirty work for her. And your dumb ass just bought the Parla app, right? The new app that, that Donald Trump was trying to put his hate stuff on there. Guess who's the CEO of Parlor? Candace Owens' husband. So you of dumb course. ass, you fell right into the trap. You yeah. fell right into it. Like, oh my gosh. Rich right now.
4: That's crazy. Okay. What's your take on what they're saying? My take on what they're
5: saying is: I will not deny that Kanye West or Ye is definitely a special character. Anyone that calls himself Jesus or anything related to Jesus is a special character, and I don't agree with everything that he says. But I think when you're living in America and free speech is supposed to be a right. The First Amendment is supposed to matter. It's not something that we can erase and decide. I don't agree with you, so this this isn't an amendment anymore. When you take the Constitution seriously, I believe that he has the right to say whatever he wants to say. And I think that the Black community is not going to back him as long as he has the, the MAGA hat or MAGA republicans as they like to call us, cultish people. Um, I think that Kanye West is Kanye West, and for them to say he's a pawn of Candace Owens and say that he has mental health issues, how is it that whenever other things happen, mental health is like, oh, we need to get them help, and the trans movement, how people are, you know, people want to be cats one day, and high schools need to have cat boxes for children that that believe that they need a kitty litter because they believe that they're a cat. I mean... Mental health only matters whenever it fits the narrative that they want it to fit. And I think that people are showing their true colors. And whether you agree with him or not, he's still him. And that's the thing that people cannot stand as any person, especially a black person, that believes that white lives matter. White lives do matter.
4: Why is it okay? okay. I checked your Instagram right before my podcast. You got hashtag White Lives Matter in the bio. What's going on? Okay, so why why do you subscribe to that movement?
5: So I've been saying that since 2020. Um, when I started my TikTok, that I didn't even, it went viral out of nowhere because I, it was more like a F fu to people that were trying to tell me that because I'm black, I needed to be a Democrat telling me that I'm oppressed. And I'm like, as much as I've been through in my life and the way that I've been able to turn it around because this is America and we're living the American dream, I believe that white lives matter just as much as black lives matter. Why is it okay to call a white person a Karen? And I'm like, as much as black people want to complain and talk about oppression and how life is so rough, why would you even give people of any nationality power over you to say, oh, I'm so oppressed? You're not oppressed. That is a choice. If you believe that you're oppressed, that's a choice that you're making. But why is it that we could run up and down the streets, burn down the country, black lives that die? How many billions of dollars due to the George Floyd riots? AOC giving people tips on how to get away with rioting and turn off your cell phones and posting things to tell people how to do it. We have the first lady saying that there's riot in the streets and it's going to continue. I mean, all of the democratic party, the hypocritical actions of that party and it's okay to scream black lives matter. But as soon as a white person, just imagine if a white person walked into a building and was like, Oh yeah, white love, white power, white girl magic. Really? People would be like, Oh, you're racist. You're, you're Karen. But why is it okay for black people to do it? And it makes me wonder, what do these white children think whenever TikTok is banning the terminology hashtag white lives matter? But there's a whole movement and all of the billions of Black Lives Matter hashtag. Do white lives matter? Like I'm do they even matter?
4: Uh not to a lot of black people. Uh, this racial divide has really grown just in the past decade. Um, just in the past decade, the news media started hyping up, uh, these narratives that supposedly white cops are going after black people, which I was the boots on the ground crime reporter that entire decade. And I saw the narrative being spun, uh, because I was the one on the scene of black versus black, Hispanic versus Asian. You know, uh, a his, it's a Hispanic cop versus like a white victim or a white cop versus a white victim, whatever. But it was only the white cop versus the black victim that made national news. They, they would handpick those and hype them up before anyone knew what actually happened. And sadly, it worked like a charm. And so much division has formed white people who never had a threat of racism are developing spite at these black people who keep calling them racist and pretty soon the white people start to develop racism through that spite and the black people sure have the racism toward the white person and so now we have this big old racial divide and it's horrifying and and yeah i guess people like you and Kanye are saying you know screw all of it by putting up that hashtag but then it's just even more inflamed with that hashtag. Yeah, I completely agree with you say about from the media perspective, it's
5: all about engagement. It's all about hits. And if you look at what actually takes off and what goes viral is the white cop, black person narrative continuously. And don't get me wrong, there is racism in this country against white people, against black people. People are people. Everyone is going to have their bias, but I think by spinning all these narratives to create this, you're creating this problem. If you microscopically hone in on something that's a very minute issue in America, you're you're blowing it out of proportion. And there, you know, there was even a story about a, a white, a true white supremacist that was kidnapping black women, torturing them, raping them. And one got away and they went back to his Facebook page and he was talking about black people and how, you know, we're horrible and all this stuff. That stuff does exist. But how is it helping it to continue to paint this narrative? If you think of there was a white boy a few months ago that was beaten to a pulp by like three police officers and it was caught on camera. Does anyone even know his name? Like they talked about it because, oh, yeah, police brutality but how come you guys aren't burning down the country for that man?
4: Exactly. It doesn't fit the narrative. Well, let's look at one of the sound bites from Kanye's most controversial podcast, which was last weekend, the um, drink champs podcast where they take shots for three hours. <laughs> so, of course, he said controversial things during it anyway. Uh, but honestly, he I mean, he hit the ground running. It was so funny. Uh, the guy, um, nore opens the show and just tosses, intros Kanye right off the jump. Kanye's like, those Jews. (laughs) (laughs) And so here's here's Kanye's anger against the Jews as a black person. You're a black person, so I want your reaction um, if the Jews are out to get black people. Here's what he said.
8: Why would the Jewish media push BLM and force People into outrage, right? But then say, I don't have the right to my anger. As a human being, I know I can read all the books, I can meditate, I can study and say, hey, I don't have a problem with Jewish culture. I don't have a problem with what Jewish people have done to my people. I don't have a problem with the fact that the Jewish people have bought. I can say that, but I do. And I own my right And I own my anger. And I'm going to keep that anger as an energy to wake me up until it changes. You're not going to back me down.
4: Okay. (laughs) So he's got this anger against the Jewish media for what they're doing to, to black people first of all, what is the Jewish media? I'm, I come from the media. There's every race in the media. And first of all, I'm from Fox Corp. One of the most powerful news organizations. no longer work there now, but that's owned by Australians, not Jews. Anyway, what's your take on what he's saying? My take on what he's
5: saying, I have an issue with the discrepancy and the, the hypocrisy of what he's saying. In
2: No
1: fighterflare.com.
5: the sense of you came out saying white lives matter a week ago and now you're mad at the Jewish media Um, which Jews are white people I mean they identify as white most Jews do so so to (laughs) me I'm like which one is it and then if you want to say that you know slavery was a choice so now you're saying it's the media's fault because the black people don't want to look into situations they want to take the narrative of the media of the leftist extremists, you know, they call us right-wing extremists, the left-wing extremists, where does the accountability and responsibility come in from that one individual? Black, white, yellow, purple, whoever. So for me, you know, when I started in media in 2017, I remember one of the producers that I was working with, he kept talking about uh, how the Jewish people, how he would go to LA and like the Jews were putting up the money. And like, that's something that I've heard a lot in the media, so, like, I can understand that a lot of people are footing the bill. They have their their narrative that they want to spin. I understand all of that, but to attack that entire community is the same as attacking, saying all cops are horrible people or all black people are horrible people. I, I just he's kind of like a loose cannon, and and if he is running for president. He does not have any sense of self-control. So just imagine if we're already in trouble with all these other countries because Biden and the fact that he can barely speak full sentences and the things that he says. <laughs> imagine Kanye West in a position of power, say whatever, uncontrollable, like he needs to pick a lane
4: presidential. I'm not oh, that's, what, that's what people liked about. People felt Trump did the same thing say whatever, and people liked that. But I think uh, Kanye is like Trump on steroids. (laughs) Yeah, and there was even a story about
5: um, Trump saying that he wanted to distance himself from Kanye. I don't know any truth of that. You know, there's been a lot of mudslinging because of Candace Owens and Kim Kardashian, and that whole thing is a whole can of worms. So there's no telling all the stories that are being put out into the media. But I wouldn't be surprised because... To me, it's like you can't sit up and say and and have this White Lives Matter mentality, but then sit up and say, oh, Kim has black kids and black this and black that. And like, which one is it, Kanye? Like, are you the victim or are you the victor? Because you can't be both in the
4: same one minute of an interview. He does go back and forth on it. And this latest controversial podcast, I felt like he was playing more a victim, like poor little me. The Jews are always oppressing me. And in the end of the podcast, he was like, look, I'm just really jealous of the Jews because they, you know, stay married to their wives. They don't have abortions. They know how to read contracts and make smart business moves. So I'm jealous. That's what he said in the end. And, So, exactly, it's about personal responsibility, and we all screw up in life at some point, and if someone works really hard to be responsible, they succeed, and I guess a lot of the Jewish culture seems to do that, Uh, but Kanye has definitely succeeded himself, he's filthy rich, so... He's I don't know why he's a
5: billionaire. I You're don't know. a billionaire. You have people spending over a $1,000 on your shoes made of rubber. Made of rubber. People threw him under the bus once he wore that MAGA hat. But the media and the influencers and Instagram and all of this, this superficial highlight reels of social media – Even though they allegedly hate Kanye West, they still went out and bought these expensive shoes because the media told them to.
4: Oh, speaking of that MAGA hat, he called out his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, pretty hard. Take a
8: look at what he said. I got to say something about the hat. That's one of the things that really drove me to the edge. Some of the MAGA hat. The MAGA hat. Imagine your own wife telling you, all the hats, small dick energy. Meanwhile, the Clintons... Got them trying to get people to get vaccinated. Mm. I know somebody, I'm not going to say his name, where Kim and Chris got on the phone with them trying to get them to push the vaccination to black people. Meaning that's how in tuned and how aligned with the Clintons but- that the Kardashians were through Corey. No. Through Corey. Corey is a plant. Corey was, you know, Puff Daddy, Nanny, Manny. You got know I'm saying? Then he was with Justin Bieber when Justin Bieber got in trouble. And then when Bruce did a transition to Caitlyn, he popped up. Now he run around like he Kylie daddy.
4: Dude, he cracks me
5: up. <laughs> I know Kim is like, one thing Kim will always do, she will always give him the credit for it. Getting her into rooms and in spaces where they didn't want her. She's, I mean, she got rich in America off of a sex tape. Let's just be real here where she started. And so Kanye West was already kind of had a movement in the fashion. and She, she credited him because Balenciaga wasn't checking for her back then. Finney wasn't checking. Like, they didn't want her wearing their clothes. Yeah, he so turned her, her her. Yeah, he gave her credibility. But I know right now with all of this that's happening, she's like, was it really worth it, Kim? Because he's going to spread everything he knows about your family. And let's not even talk about Ray J and the sex tape and how Ray J is saying that her mom knew all about it and they still haven't addressed it.
4: Yeah, that's insane. I mean, that that's crazy if, if Kim's mom planned the sex tape. I, I'm like, I still don't know how much I trust Ray J because he's probably hungry for fame after he kind of his fame fizzled out. But it's interesting after Kim broke up with, um, what's that dude with the big dick energy? (laughs) Pete Davidson. (laughs) Kim's like, he's got BDE. I think that's so funny that Kanye just revealed that she was shouting little dick energy at him. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so she breaks up with Pete. Her Instagram, she started posting stuff about Yeezy on her Instagram after breaking up with Pete. I was like, oh, she's shopping out Kanye again. She's tired of young guys. Uh, (laughs) Which brings me to the next topic, dating. Um, So when it comes to dating, uh, first date questions are a big deal. Uh, It's important. Are you single or what's going on in your love life?
5: I am single. I have been married twice. What the first time was to a man that was five years younger. And this second marriage, that's literally where papers are signed. I'm just waiting to get the finalized documentation in the mail. He was 23 years older than me.
4: Wow. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So my best friend is married to a guy who's um, like over 30 years older than her. if I'm doing Ooh. that. Yeah. Big difference. But they are like, uh, dream couple. I mean, they, they're so in love. Um, so, I mean, it's different for everyone, but you tried both. You know, I've tried dating younger and older too. And at this point, I have given up on younger lately. Only younger guys want me and I, I am shutting them out because I need a grown up anyway. So <laughs> in these first date questions, we need to figure out who's a grown up or. You know, amongst other things. Okay, so Poplitics. I love Poplitics and Alex Clark. Mm -hmm. So she put out the things you absolutely should bring up on a first date. One, what is your intention with dating right now? Two, what is your spiritual walk like? Three, what are your opinions on drugs and drinking? Four, would you ever consider homeschooling? Five, who did you vote for? Then describe your best friend and what's your diet Wow those are Alex's first date questions uh, what do you think of those would you so I, think, I think that those are
5: great great questions but I also have to factor in the matter of people have the ability to say whatever they want to say whatever they need to say they they can kind of tell. And that's why it's really important not to give everything up, you know, your wants, your likes, your desires, what's important to you. I don't even allow people to know or see my social media unless they knew me from there. Because you can tell so much about a person and they can tailor who they are based upon what they know about you. So you can ask all those questions. But to me, the red flag is when you read the body language and you can tell it's annoying to them and they're like, they don't want to answer these questions because they're intrusive. Those are intrusive questions to someone that just wants a one night stand.
4: Oh yeah. And so you want to weed out those one night stand people, but I totally agree. on like, not, not revealing everything about yourself. You don't want to attract a people pleaser who's like, Oh, I'm just going to say, I like what you like so that you like me. Um, yeah, I don't let people know like what I, I like pray to God. They don't ask what I do for a living and all this. Like, so Oh, I just avoid that. that. <laughs> so yeah when I, you know, and that's been the entire, you know, I've been a reporter, you know, for about a decade now. And, uh, my coworker who was a reporter was like, yeah, I, I just said, I, she, her strategy is just say she works in communications. So keep keep that vague until, They, you know, until you figure out what their real vibe is.
5: I mean, you know, some people can say that that's um, dishonest. But I think as a woman, we have to protect ourselves in every way that we possibly can. And just for me specifically, as a diehard, you know, proud MAGA Republican, I don't know what some people's intentions are. You know, some people may want to get to know me and get close to me and do me harm just because I am a conservative and a Trump supporter. So for me, if someone asks what I do, I don't say anything about, you know, being an activist and conservative, all of that. I just say I work in tech, which is true, but you don't have to reveal every aspects and facets of yourself to someone that you don't even know if they're worth your time. And being 35 and just finishing or finalizing my second divorce, we don't have time to waste. We do not have time to waste. Like I want to know more about you than you know about me until I'm ready. And I believe that you are valuable enough to my life And that can bring value to my life and we can mesh well together. And so then you'll know as much as I want to let you know, but I want to know who you are. That's why it's important on your date to
4: listen more than you speak. You want to know more about that person than they know about you. So if you go on a first date and you say, um, who, who did, who would you vote for? And the guy says, not Trump, what would you do? Um, you know, I'm very
5: open in a sense, just of the fact of, you know, there's a lot of things that Trump said or did that I didn't agree with. But when it comes to his policies and what's what matters to putting America first, Trump all the way. Now, not wanting to vote for Trump. I know that there were a lot of conservatives and Republicans that were a little turned off by Trump. um, and, And it's like, that's fine. But if you're voting and you're voting Democrat, I just, I, I can't do it. I, I, I just, I'm not doing it. There's nothing wrong with, everyone has their preference. I tend to like white men, and that, that's okay. Like, I can have my preference, too. But if you can sign up to the narrative of defunding the cops, you know, there's 50,000 pronouns and 60 million gender roles, and abortion is, you know, your pro-choice, and... Being a woman is just a construct of what you want to be today. And I'm going to be a dog tomorrow. I don't, I, I don't, I, I, I'm good. Like we can be friends. I'll rock with you if you're, if you're on fire, I'll spray some water on you. Like no beef, nothing against you, but you're not going to lay in my bed. No.
4: Dang. Okay. So you're going through a divorce. That sucks. What question do you wish you would have asked? this man on your first date to avoid this? Oh, it froze up. You're back. Okay. Did you, uh, let me repeat the question. You're going through a divorce. What question would you, do you wish you would have asked this guy on the first date to avoid this divorce?
5: <sighs> so the crazy part of everything I believe that as women, we know what we're getting into. Nine times out of ten, I have a total narcissist, total psychopath that can hide everything. I think a lot of times I could say in both marriages, I knew what I was doing. I knew the red flags. I knew it wasn't something I should do. And I thought I had all this time and it was okay. And, you know, having a lot of troubles in my past as far as being sex trafficked and transactional relationships, I'm Still learning what love is and allowing someone to love me so there's things that i've worked through so i wouldn't say it was a question i think i would more or less work on myself first i would have put a lot more time to asking myself questions what do i actually want does this person want kids that is a question i could have asked mm. i don't want children the person that i was with in my first marriage was hispanic you know, of course, you're barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. That's something that I knew I wasn't going to be in for. And that was years of my life that if I just had that honest conversation, that probably wouldn't have been a marriage I would have had.
4: Wow. So you've married older and younger. Uh, What's what's the best route older or younger? You know what? Everyone's different. You know, sometimes you get the young guy
5: that has swag and it's like, you know, maturity. I know men that are 60 something years old that act like I'm like questioning, like, are we in middle school? What's happening here? Like, you're super successful. You got the money. You got everything on paper. But as far as everything else that you need, someone that's committed, someone that's, you know, in tune with you and cares about you. It just depends. A lot of it has to do with upbringing and what matters to them. And when you think of society and social media, the fact that women are like a buffet platter, if you won't do it, the woman down the street will do it and she won't ask any questions. She'll just do it. So I think just dating in general, you can ask the questions. I think the biggest thing, what I've told friends, because for some reason, I don't know why they asked me. I'm like the go-to and I'm like, dude, I've been to work twice, but like I've learned a lot. I think the biggest thing is to have some freaking standards. Have your pros and cons list and stick to it. If you say this is a deal breaker, if someone has kids or it's a deal breaker, if someone smokes or it's a deal breaker, if someone is aggressive, once you see that, Don't sit there and be like, you know what? I saw that they just kissed me by my arm, but you know what? He didn't mean it, or it's not what I thought, and it wasn't that hard. Like Once you start playing it and excusing it and accepting it, that's when you lost, and now you're cheating and and neglecting yourself, and I think it's important to put yourself first. A lot of people say self-love is demonic, and self-care is like, shit, please. That's the first thing that you need to do is take care of yourself.
4: I love that. I totally agree. Um, I'm at a point in life where I don't necessarily have, you know, these first date questions that I must ask. Let me see if I can show this. this. So these first date questions, I'm more about energy now. I just want to like feel the person's vibe. I feel I feel like a couple of years ago I would have jumped into the most controversial questions on the first date because I want someone who likes controversy because that's kind of my personality. But I'm at this point where I am burned out of controversy and I want my relationship to be a place of peace. And so I just want to feel their vibe period on a relationship. Uh, you know, on a date and um, let them lead for sure. The man should be the leader.
5: I think another factor is just how society is. They say that it, it, there's something wrong with allowing a man to lead and being docile and, and allowing your husband to take the lead in your, in your life. I can understand if you're with someone and they're leading you into a car crash and they're leading you into, <laughs> See, yeah, we're not. We don't need to let that person lead. And that's where you ask yourself: Is this something I want to get into? Because if you think about it, you're like, you give a lot of energy in relationships, and if, yeah. once you put so much energy into someone, telling yourself and lying to yourself, like you can't get that time back. You can't get that energy back. And as women, I'm 35, and I'm like, do I want kids? Like, do I want to freeze my eggs? Like, if I was honest with myself in my twenties, my life may look differently, but I I can say to other women that maybe going through divorce or, you know, there's so many things that can happen to us. Like I do believe that everything that we go through has a purpose and a reason, and it makes us who we are. But the key factor is to learn from those things and try our best not to continue making those same mistakes. As long as you do that, you can have the most beautiful life that you want with the person that is right for you, deserves you, will love you, that you can trust. And I think trust is so important. I could never be with someone and lay next to someone that I had to wonder if I should go through their phone. The moment that you feel oh, yeah. that, that's not a place of peace. That's not a place of loving, caring for yourself, that you can't trust someone with your life. You don't need okay. that. I'd rather be alone than have that.
4: 100% me too. And that's why I am alone. <laughs> me too. <laughs> no, I've been single since August. Um, no, that, that's not why my last relationship ended. We trusted each other. We were just a bad match. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I just, I do have these standards of like, okay, you're, or any of, any of my questions that I do ask, if you're like, you don't want to answer my questions, that's a giant red flag. Yeah, what's so like where do you see yourself in 5 years? Ooh, can we change the topic? You don't want to talk about your future? That's a red flag, you know. So, yeah, it's so interesting. Anyway, I think I'm going to try online dating. <laughs> I've never done it. A- as long as
5: you're very careful. Um because literally there are people that I just think that I'm not going to blame all women. It's it's a societal issue. But I think when there are so many women that are willing to do whatever they need to just to have that man in their bed for one night, it makes it so difficult for other women that have standards that don't want to sleep with you on the first night that don't want to pay your bills and like the craziest things that I've heard from women that I'm like did you not realize that was a freaking big red flag and it's just like just be careful Ivory, because these dudes Uh, like I live alone like I would never I can't even imagine inviting a man over to my place like I don't even want your energy in where I live like like, not, yeah, so you know them well. Like back in the day, you know, the man would come pick you up and then pick you up from your house and then take you out to eat and then get you a drink. You don't need to know where I live. You're not going to pick me up. I will meet you where we're going to go. I don't need you to buy me a drink before I get there. I'll order my own drink and I'm not going to the restroom. I'm not taking my eyes off that drink or my right. food while you're here because society used to be the type that would you know, kind of, you know, it takes a village where if something happens, someone would be like, hey, whenever you came back from the restroom, I saw him put something in your drink, or, you know, people would look out for you more. People aren't going to stand up and say anything. You're putting your life in someone else's hands, and always keep that in mind. People will say whatever they want and need to say to get you comfortable, and if you think of, like, traffickers, they're master manipulators. Narcissists, abusive men, they don't they don't start out with beating you to a pulp. They don't start there. They start with, you know, feeding into your insecurities and seeing where you're, where you're weakest and feeding into that and like, oh no, you're beautiful. I love your fat rolls and I love your wrinkles and you're perfect the way you are. Like they say all that to get you real comfortable and soothe you. And then they show you who they really are once you're comfortable with them and once wow. you're in so
4: deep. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Definitely going to avoid all that and um, <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed venturing back out into dating. <laughs> you and me both. The struggle is real. Yeah. Um, no, there's this new right-wing dating app that I, I was like, I may as well try that because they, the creator of that app is a friend of my friend. Mm. I'm like, oh, I know the app creator. So maybe this is something i can do i was like maybe i'll date right wing guys on a right wing app and document it on youtube and uh... ooh
0: that'd
4: be good <laughs> that'd be good content there's already like um propaganda or like hate hate uh headlines about this app like ooh right wing dating like what are they so afraid of like <laughs> Um. So, yeah, the app's like about to launch. So, I'm going to, it's called the right stuff. I'm probably going to. I really think that's going to be really good content
5: because, you know, even whenever I've been on Plin- not Plenty of Fish, I was on uh, Bumble and I've gotten on like Tinder. So, they, you know, they specify like, are you conservative? Are you Democrat? Whatever. So, like, that's something that is of value to some people. But I think having an environment where, people that align with the same values is so important, but just be careful.
4: (laughs) For sure. I've heard so many horror stories. We'll see what I actually end up deciding. I'm still trying to figure out what to do. (laughs) Anyway, it has been so fun chatting with you about world chaos tonight. Rich Love America, everybody. Uh Link down below for your social media. I got your Instagram. You got a TikTok I can put down there? Everything I know is they,
5: Rich Love America.
4: They you keep deleting you on TikTok. That's yep. the issue. All yeah, right. they well. hate the truth. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let me know when you're back in Houston and we'll connect, okay? White lives matter. Remember. All, that. Right. <laughs> All <laughs> right. All lives matter. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye.
2: mm